Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty sitting in for Key. Um, my beloved New York football Giants. Yes, yes, yes. Jay just had us playing the game during the break of guess the face of that head coach. Did you find Brian Dable in the picture? I did, <laughs> you I, guys both look at that. Yeah, I got to I gotta go look again. <laughs> Listen, the one just, I, it'll make it easy for you. The well, let, one let's give our the, audience context yeah. on the picture, actually. Well, you sent the picture from the owner's meeting yep, it's from all, all the 32 NFL head coaches, yes. and we were trying to pick out Every single head coach by face. But when it comes to Brian Dayball, you really don't need to see his face because he's the same height whether he's standing up or you put him on his side. He's the same height. Now, his guys are, guys are He shaped a certain you way. Can yeah. Yeah. Player. Yeah. You can say that. You can say that. No, that's that. not cool. What you mean that's not <laughs> Evan, cool? Well, Evan is It's football. Of- Big, big, I, big guys are I, beloved in football. I, what do you mean? Well, fire hydrant. I, I did think it was interesting that we have three guys all with bald heads right next to each other in the photo. You got Sala, Dable, and then whoever's in front of Sala. I have no idea. Yeah, now I got. We, we, I like the of, picture actually. I like this. Uh, all thirty-two coaches together. This is great. This is awesome. Sean this McBay pretty, looks swole. He is swole. like what? What he, kind of push-ups or chest? That's weights, Exercise. man. Those are, that's free weights. That's, free that's called weights. winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, 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 that's Nathaniel Hackett. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of inclines and shoulder shrugs. That's Nathaniel Hackett in front Military of Rob presence. Sala. Ah, Nathaniel there you Hackett go. from right. the Denver Broncos. Yep. Uh, so, Saquon Barkley selected second overall. And guys, I don't care what anyone says. Here's a hot take for you. Saquon Barkley's career highlights through the end of his rookie season compared to the career highlights of anyone who's ever lived in terms of jaw-dropping, oh, my God, did you see that place? His rookie season alone, I defy you to find me another player who clearly has a better highlight reel from a single season than Saquon Barkley in his rookie year with the Giants, where, by the way, he had 2,000-plus yards from scrimmage, including 15 touchdowns, behind a terrible offensive line with the remains of Eli Manning at quarterback, okay? This dude was unbelievable. And Joe Shane, new Giants GM, who seemed very competent so far, said he hadn't made any calls to trade Saquon, but he's received some. He's taken some incoming. Saquon was the 2018 Offensive Rookie of the Year for the reasons I just detailed. He's guaranteed $7.2 million this season on the fifth-year option of his rookie contract. Here is Brian Dable, the Giants head coach from the NFL meetings on possibly trading Saquon Barkley. Yeah, no, I've talked to Saquon. I talked to Saquon a fair amount. I mean, when things come out, you know, I try to stay on top of it because, look, these guys, I have kids that are 22 and 21 years old, and I'm sure you all have kids that are whatever ages. I think look, they're people first, and you can say whatever you want. You can say, hey, it's just people are, are writing stuff or reporting stuff. Don't, I think it's important to show a little empathy, too, to the guys in, in the situations that they're in in this league. I know it's a tough business, but I think it's a people business, too. So I think the more upfront and you know transparent you can be, and even when things are being said, which, 
look, this time of year, there's a million things being said. Some are probably true. Some are probably not true. And I understand that. And I like being transparent with these guys and, and letting them know where I stand. And if I do hear something that comes across the wave, I'll say, yeah, this is either the case or no, just, just hang tight. But I think showing empathy goes a long way. Probably something 15, 10 years ago I wasn't good at either. Translation, mm. we're open for business when it comes to trading Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, if we're, if we're fielding calls but we're not calling people, what you're saying is by verbalizing that is that we're willing to deal Saquon Barkley and we're acknowledging that this offseason might be the best opportunity to do that because this is an asset that continues to devalue by the season passing. Well, here's my thing. If you're going to trade Saquon Barkley, I would ask for a second rounder. The problem is you're not going to get a second rounder that's why I'm not for Saquon, so that's why I'm not trading him. Like, What are you willing to accept as, as relates to, you talk about a value, an asset that is devaluing itself. Like, what's compromising to you to say, I'm willing to move on Saquon Barkley if I get this in return? Jay, if I can get a mid-round pick, if I can get a third-round pick, I'm trading Saquon Barkley in a heartbeat. Why, Chris? Chris, let me tra- ask you I'm a trading question. him in a heartbeat. Because question. I don't, I, first of all, I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. The last healthy season that he played, all 16, was his rookie season. Question, Chris. From what you've seen, from what you think, in your experience, can he ever get back to most of what he was physically as a rookie? No, because he's a guy that relies on his athleticism and elite level burst. That's in gone order, now? It, well, Max, here's the thing. We, he hasn't gone. been the same player since he tore his ACL. He's just not. That's the fact of the matter. And so for a guy that relies on his agility, his ability to jump cut, stop on a dime, all of those different things – I don't know that Here's we're ever going to see the same version of Saquon Barkley that prompted the Giants to take him with the second overall pick back in 2018. Here's the question, though. And, Jay, this is where I disagree with Chris, okay? I think the risk or the, the odds, let's play the, the probabilities here, right? Like the, the odds. You're right, Chris. Like, right, you want to get something for him or nothing for him, right? Yes. But the something has to be enticing enough for me to pass on the possibility that most of Saquon is still in there because for the first time in his career, Jay, he's going to run behind a real offensive line, right? You hope. With a real head coach, right? Like, for the already they've made improvements. They've already made improvements to the line. So the point is – it, that so the price tag Jay identified it. You tell me a second round pick too. You tell me a fourth round pick. Max, you don't you, you're missing the boat, man. Last year Devontae Booker was a better running back for the Giants than Saquon Barkley was. That's fact. Someone, that's someone not, kill that's his not, mic. That's not opinion. That's I fact. I don't want to. I, 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 I just want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. Just fact. I'm plugging my earpiece. You piece. don't want to hear it, that's but right. that's the reality of it. And in the NFL, listen, man, running backs are like hammers. And if anybody that's ever done construction knows. You don't fix a hammer when it breaks. You go get a new hammer. And right now, Saquon, that's a broken hammer. The Giants need to cut bait, get what they can for them, and move on. But but if you know that, if you know that they're willing to cut bait and move on, like you just lowball it. So you can get them for essentially for nothing. That's a, it. Almost feels and like you're probably right. That's so why it almost feels like the Giants are in a, right. That's what I'm, that goes back to my point. What Max said. That's why I'm not sure if I move him because it feels like I'm in a lose lose situation. But because I'm 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 probably not going to get a third rounder for him. You probably you you might be talking about a fourth rounder, Jay. That that might be the reality of what you're looking at. Or but look, check this out from a fan's point of view. Okay, what are the Giants going to give me to watch this year? You know what? If Saquon got 80% of himself left in there, at least there's a reason to tune in. He might break off some big plays. People like Saquon, Saquon Barkley. I'm going to give you Kadarius Tony to watch. I'm well, going right. to give you Kenny Galladay last year. He didn't give me a lot to watch last year. We need to target yeah, Kenny Galladay but, but, first. But, 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 no, I'm serious. That, that, that's what I'm going to give you. But here's Saquon. the thing. 
This is going to be ugly for the Giants. I'm not going to paint a rosy picture on what it's going to be. Trying to paint a rosy picture and put lipstick on a pig is what got them in this situation in the first place, Max. They were coming off of a 13-loss season, and they convinced themselves to pass on a quarterback to take a running back at number two overall oh, I, with Josh Allen on the board. I don't want to Lamar revisit Jackson. the pass. I know uh, we, we don't do this have to, every We don't time. have to revisit the pass. All I'm saying is – don't let Saquon Barkley keep you from moving your team forward. And Saquon Barkley was not the most productive running back on the New York football Giants last year. I don't know what makes you guys think that he's going to be that guy this year. I don't see it. And so why not turn him into an asset that you can use to move your football team forward? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Giants fans, do you agree with Chris Canty? Get something for him before he leaves. Or do you agree with me? And I think Jay, look, he's going to give you something to watch. Like, there's a, there's a chance that a lot of him is still in if there he somewhere. he stays healthy, Max, you don't even know if he's going to stay know, healthy. But if, but it's not if he stays healthy. By the way, I'm not going to give up the chance to find out for a fifth-round pick or a fourth-round pick. You talk to me about a second-round pick, we can have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high third, uh, you know, yeah. maybe, yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe. here's the thing. He's going to yeah. be your starter if he's on your team. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, is that worth it to keep him around knowing that there's been a lack in productivity? What if he goes but CC, crazy wait, what if, It's a big if, Max. So CC, wait, now I got wait, wait, hold on, you're, Max, you're so assigning a level of CC, success to him that second. we haven't seen in years. If his value keeps dropping, right? You're saying, is his value probably at an all-time low right now? It's, yeah, it's, it's as low as it's been. All right, so the only way is up. Okay. So why not take one more season to see if the value happens to decrease up? This way you increase his status, right, from a trade perspective. And if it's low, it's already low. But, but, You're but already Jay, not going to get anything Jay, forward but anyway. Jay, but, Jay, if he gets hurt and he doesn't play a lot of snaps this season, what are you getting for him? You're getting nothing. But the so what are you getting for him if you trade him now? The compensatory draft pick but formula you're talking about me is a based on – Listen to me. The compensatory draft pick formula is based on playtime percentage. If he doesn't play in any games because he's hurt, then you're going to get nothing wanna for hear him. About, want to hear about what the fans are thinking about Saquon? Let me hear it. Because I, I fifth-round pick I don't need. Whatever with a fifth-round pick. Okay. Give me a third-rounder maybe. Tyreek Hill was a fifth-round pick once upon a time. Oh. Sam <laughs> in Northport, you're on with Chris Canty sitting in for Keyshawn. I, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up, man? Um, what's up, man? Yeah, no, so I have to just say, what's up, what's up? I just have to say I have to disagree. I'm, I'm honestly a Jets fan which is painful enough, but listening to that, there's no way you get rid of State Farm for a fourth-round pick. I agree, Max, maybe a third. I don't even think i do that, though, to be honest. You know what talent the guy has. I know he hasn't shown it recently, but you got to give him another ride if you're only going to get a fourth-rounder for talent. him. I've never I, seen I know, talent I, like that ever. Really. I know what he had. I know yeah. what he had. I don't know that he's still there anymore. Because I haven't seen it since he's been hurt, Max. Yeah, he's been hurt, and he hasn't I, had a I, I haven't seen it since he's been hurt. And he hasn't had receivers. Okay, and that's great, Max. But, so if, he had, but if he hasn't had a line, then he's taken more wear and tear than most running backs in the National when Football League. Get, Does that mean he's going to get better? He when, when do we see running backs trend in an upward trajectory the older they get? He doesn't Show get me the tackled. running back that's done that. Show me he, the career trajectory that we've seen a running back who's gotten hurt as early as Saquon Barkley has in I, his you know, career. We can dig that whether up. Talking, Evan, can, you, can you're we talking dig about that up? Ankle injury down in Tampa. You're talking about the ACL in Chicago. All the different injuries that that he's dealt so, with. Show me the running back this. that actually got better after all okay. of those injuries. A running back with early career injuries, Evan, who wound up having a great career. There's got to be some. I hope there's some. Please, Saquon will be the first. Uh, 
Saquon does not get tackled. He gets sacked. He gets sacked in the backfield. They have no line. Anthony in Orange County. You're on with Chris Canty in for Keyshawn on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to talk to you. What's up, um, man? Chris. Chris, man, I loved you when you were with the Giants, so don't take it personally, but I couldn't disagree with you more on this. Um, you know, last year he was coming off the ACL. He was starting to get better. Just look at the New Orleans game. And what he did in the New Orleans game, you were like, he is almost back. And then he goes to Dallas and has the freak ankle injury, and we're right back to losing him again, and he's on a bum ankle the rest of the season. I understand the injury thing, but if all you're going to get is a third-rounder, fourth-rounder for him, I'd rather take my chances and see if he can be the old guy because third- and fourth-rounders, what are they, maybe 30 40% you really hit on them? Um, yeah. I'd rather see what he can be, and I think it'll help Daniel Jones to see what he can really be if he got the best Saquon Barkley that he can be this year with a real offensive line. Thank you. Okay, I don't Thank think you. this. Is, I don't think this is about Saquon Barkley, and I don't think this is about Daniel Jones. I think this is about Joe Shane and Brian Dable resetting the franchise, and if either one of them can prove that they can be a part of it, well, great. But I'm not focusing on trying to get the best out of either one of them going into my offseason planning. Mm. That's not the point. This is not about trying to get the most out of Saquon. This is not about trying to get the most out of Daniel Jones. This is about trying to make the decisions that is going to set my franchise up for sustainable success. And right now, knowing the hit percentage that the the Buffalo Bills have had under Brandon Bean and Joe Shane as their assistant general manager, I'd rather have the draft picks than have what I've seen from Saquon Barkley the last couple of years. I've never seen you this peeved before. But here's the thing. These are the same people that I told that the Giants were wrong when they took Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick. These are the same people. These are the same people. They said, oh, Chris Candy's wrong. Saquon's a generational talent. I said, guys, Eli Eli Manning's at the end of it. Your offensive line is terrible. This is a quarterback-rich draft. They had Josh Allen on the radar. They had Lamar Jackson on the radar. You probably need to take a quarterback. Quentin Nelson was a sure thing. Quentin Nelson, if you wanted to trade down. You could have went with a lot of different directions. No, it's Saquon Barkley. You didn't have to trade down for Quentin Nelson. These are the same people, Max. These are the same people that defend him Well, let's see if Spencer in Colorado is the same people. Spencer, what do you think? Good morning, guys. I would say, I think to answer one of your questions, Adrian Peterson, possible injuries that came back probably early in his career. I'm making an assumption. It wasn't early in his career. It wasn't early in his career. Saquon did not have the ACL. I mean, Adrian Peterson did not have the ACL early in his career. He did come back in record time. Yeah, he did. No, but it it increased his career. But Barkley, you got the middle ground with him, I'd say. I recommend let him play. Let him prove his worth if he plays well season that increases his you know trade capability or happens through the season he played okay and you might get a third or fourth pick for him i think you play both sides of the field i don't think you you're not gonna get a second round pick for him in the preseason you know i say you move forward with them and, and hopefully increase his draft stock that's under what I said. Uh, but, that's what but i said that's what, what, hopefully but, chris can learning say, something yeah, from these me, callers that's right say, learn something from the but fans but jay, chris. Will, but jay will let me say this everybody's saying you're not going to get a second round pick you're not going to get a third round pick for him the rest of the league is telling you what Saquon Barkley's but, value is. But what if that's he, the rest of the, the NFL? Question, what if he plays well this year? That's a big if, Jay. We okay. ain't seen Wait, that no, in, Jay, 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 seen Jay, that in Jay, three years. Jay, actually, you're right. The rest of the league is telling you what his value is. And when so the value is not, is, is not high enough to justify moving on from, in other words, when he has potentially more value for you than the, than the compensation, you keep him. That's the point. That's my point. What I'm saying is 
you can get something for him now because there's a team that's looking at him and saying, you know what, I'm willing to take a bet on his talent because of where my program is. We're close to competing for a championship. I can bring this piece in. Saquon Barkley, as a satellite player, satellite running back, I can bring him in. He out. can be the missing piece. Figure something the, out. The Giants what round competing. were you drafted in? I was a fourth-round pick. See? Because he, Chris knows you can get a Chris Canty in the fourth round. Jay is, Jay is second overall pick. Thinking, what am I going to do in the fourth round? In the middle round. I agree. That, look, that, that's but real it's hard to find Chris Canty in the fourth round. It's hard. But it happens, and if you got a general manager that you believe in, that's what you're looking for. Listen, we just saw a guy drafted in the fifth round get traded for five picks, and the team gave him a $30 million Corey. a year contract. Corey in Virginia has a very important take on Saquon. Corey, you're on with... Chris Canty in for Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN hey. Radio. What you got, Corey? Hey, guys. Uh, thank you all for taking my call. Uh, my interesting take is this, and I've been thinking about it for a couple of days now. You know, I understand that the uh, Carolina Panthers with Salem, Saquon Barkley, I think that might be a great fit. And that brings me back to where they had Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams years ago. I know times have changed. But that could be that next one-two punch that could really set things off. And I think if they if they could reconsider thinking about uh, Baker Mayfield with having such a short arm, you know, they could do the run-pass option and everything like that. I think they could really benefit their offense. I don't think it's a one-two punch. It's more like a one-one punch. Like, like McCaffrey and Saquon do the same thing. And by the way, now they're both... Injured a lot, but, right? And you're going to tie up like forty million dollars into that position. Like, like, is Dave Gettleman running the Panthers again? Like, right. <laughs> that's the that's the common thread. Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman, the gift that keeps on giving you, to both franchises. You, you ain't lying, brother. All oh, right. Man. What running back was healthy this year? That's the question. Running What's backs like? hard to stay healthy, man. That's Jonathan that's Taylor. why you don't. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor looks good. Jt, only one. JT, only one. But, but I will healthy. say it again: if you have a great offensive line, an average back looks excellent, and if you have a a bad one, a great one looks bad, and you the Giants have I mean, had a bad one. Cleveland had a great offensive line. He saw injuries, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. No, I'll tell you no, this. They're both no, excellent anyway. The Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals had a terrible offensive line, and Joe Mixon That's was, true. got uh, busy No, this actually, year. the got Cincinnati busy. Bengals offensive line was a bad pass no, 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 no. They were offensive a bad, line. They were a bad offensive line, period. They were a bad offensive line, period. Oh, Madison. shut up, Chris Canty. You're so smart. Well, they're right, like, listen, said the offensive Jason line wasn't that bad. in East Rutherford <laughs> is on the line, guys. What do you have to say about all this, Jason? How you doing, guys? What's up, man? Good morning. How you doing? Listen, I'm a Dolphins fan from East Rutherford, New Jersey, but I have a running back that was hurt early in his career who'd end up being Frank that? Gore. Yeah, that was Frank in his college Gore. career. Yeah, but he was still. still that was still, in his college hurt, career. Oft injured. It was, still, it was still a major injury, though. It was, yeah, he had two major injuries in yep, college. Oft two, injured in college. His freshman year and I think pros. his junior year. Ooh, and he, ooh and he, I'm stopping the conversation. No. My man, Bill Parcells, just hit me. Okay. What is that? And he said, Frank Gore. Two ACLs in college. That's what he said. Well, that's what yeah, he said. That's what, what the caller just said. Yo, Jay got I, I, Jay got a text from Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. I played for Bill Parcells. I hear you saying this. Bill Parcells texting me, not you. Okay, I have to stop right. the damn show. That's right. Sorry, I got I feel, excited. I feel a way that coach texted you and not me, but that's, that's Thanks, not here nor there. But I will say this: that was college. That's not the NFL. And Frank Gore was healthy. pretty much his entire NFL. Bill, please call into the show. Yeah, please do. 
please go on to the show, please bro. Do. Listen, please do. Listen, I, I was I'm heard text a lot. You right I now. was hurt a lot in college. No, please go. Wasn't on really to the show. hurt a lot in the Astro Football League. Oh, so there you're disproving your own point. Why? Some magical thing happens if no, you get hurt I'm just in the saying, I'm NFL. Just, I'm, suddenly, I'm just, say, I'm just saying when guys get hurt early on in their NFL careers, suggests they won't that be. That's usually an indicator that they won't be healthy. Later in their Here, NFL Here's what careers. we're really arguing about, Chris. Saquon's upside, potentially, we don't know if it's still there, but if it's in there, is so amazing that you want to get compensated with something that you think is really substantial. And if it's not going to be substantial, Giants fans are willing to take their chances, okay. right, on getting nothing for it. Yeah, they took their chances 2018 when they took them second overall. Wow. How'd that work out? You have the worst record in the National Football League. I didn't want to take them second overall. But I was Giants happy. fans, but I you, take, I was happy you have the worst have record take, since 2017 uh, in the NFL. It could take a year to assess. Your opinions on Saquon Barkley are a part of the problem. They're not going to let the franchise well, move forward. First off, stop being angry at the fans. I am angry. I can tell. I'm you're I'm saying angry. things with your chest. You know what? You know this why is I'm more related you know to Dave you know, Gettleman. You, now we're no, talking about I, Joe no, Shane and Brian Dable and what they're doing moving forward. I'm going to tell you why I'm angry at the fans, Jay. And you know what? I probably shouldn't be if we had a functional franchise, but this is an organization that has rabbit ears. They hear everything. Since Tom Coughlin walked out of the door, they make decisions based on which way the wind is blowing. And look at where it's got them. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. And I just want to tell Bill Parcells. If you got enough energy to sit around and listen to this show, get in that Giants building and go help fix things. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing listening to us? All right. Oh, those were good years as a Giants fan as a He's kid when Parcells best. was in charge. He's so will the Giants draft someone to pave the way for Saquon Barkley? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN, Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We have Mike Tannenbaum and Mel Kuyper Jr. with us right now. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good to be with you guys. Always good to hear you guys. Um... I want to start, Mike, with your mock draft, Mike T, because you are taking it. You're not going on information in this and that. You're going on. I'm the GM. It's just a different way of doing it. I'm the GM. This is what I would do in each case, right? So let's get into it. You have, like everyone else, Aiden Hutchinson first. Now, Mike, you you. Let's start with the Giants, okay? Because that's what I really care about. You have the Giants <laughs> drafting Evan Neal at five. I love that, and Kayvon Thibodeau at seven. Why? Well, starting with Neil, you know, he's played right tackle. So you could put him at right tackle, pair him with Andrew Thomas, and I think you have real bookend tackles for the foreseeable future. And, again, 
Uh, Ika Makwanu is right there. I think that's razor thin. I just went with a little bit better competition between the two, but I think you got two bookends there, Max. You'll be happy. And then come back, take the pass rusher. You know, Thibodeau to me, you know, he's been beat up a little bit, but he has ideal size length. He can bend as an edge rusher. And I think if healthy, the Giants are in desperate need of a pass rusher. So I think they check two big boxes by taking those guys. It'd be good picks, Mike, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Evan Neal, like you said, he has that experience at three different positions where he started, left tackle, right tackle, guard. Thibodeau, I'm with you. Uh, people have pushed him down. Uh, it's a 9-10 in that area. His first step quickness, Mike, is second to none. His get-off second to none. He's strong. He's powerful. Gets pressure outside, inside. Pass rush moves, that's coaching. If they can coach him up, he doesn't have the bend, obviously, of a Miles Garrett. But here's a guy who ran four five eight, incredibly strong, with 27 reps. Uh, he played through the injury at Fresno, against Fresno. No state early on so if they can get neo and thibodeau in the trenches the uh, giants would be a heck of a lot stronger yeah i love the giants going with an offensive lineman with the fifth overall pick whether it ends up being evan neal or ikram okwanu i think that's the flip of a coin i think that's certainly an area that they need to continue to build on but that seventh overall pick in a perfect world i think the giants would want to trade down on but if they're forced to make the pick and they're going with the edge rusher to me i'm more of a trayvon walker guy I've seen Trayvon Walker do it at different positions, like he's lined up in a four-eye and found the ability to be able to rush the passer, and then he's shown in straight drop-back situations off the edge. He's got the burst that you're looking for, not to mention he's got the size. The guy is 6'5", 270 pounds, and he ran a four-five-one at the combine, not to mention he showed elite-level athleticism in terms of his movement skills, so... I'm more of a Trayvon Walker guy than I am a Kayvon Guys, well, I'd, guy. l- I'd love to hear you weigh in on uh, – so Chris Canty clearly says Trayvon Walker over Thibodeau. You guys have Thibodeau ahead of Walker. Why? Let's start because, with you, Mike. Because I've made that mistake before. I drafted Vernon Golston, and what Walker doesn't have is production. And the last time I checked, Kirby Smart's a really good coach, and I see Walker's intangibles. I saw the same workout everyone else did, but I didn't see the production – and he may be better off as, as you mentioned, Chris, like you saw him in the 4i. Like, he may be better as an interior pass rusher. I just don't see the quick twitch elite athleticism as an edge rusher. And I'm just telling you, like, if we were with the team guys and we were turning the card, I would be scared to death because we're asking him to do something as an edge rusher that he didn't do consistently at Georgia. How about you, Mel? I'm with you. I think there's going to be a lot of battle royals in war rooms with, with Trayvon Walker where somebody's going to say, hey, let, with, what Chris was saying, let's roll the dice on all that talent. Let's get him in the right spot where we can maximize all that ability. But to Mike's point, the production, if you're not producing against collegiate linemen who are going to be looking for other occupations, the majority of those guys, I don't care if you're SCC or where you're at, a lot of those guys aren't playing in the NFL that he was going up against. And if you're expecting now to go up, up against the best in the world, and all of a sudden that sack production, which was pretty much not existent to a, a large extent for both he and Jordan Davis uh, at Georgia. Uh, that means that you have to now all of a sudden try to make him a better pro in terms of sacks, and he was a collegian, and that's a roll of the dice. That's why I think there's going to be a lot of guys that will pound the table for Walker, and some will say, whoa, pump the brakes a little bit. Garrett Wilson is the first wideout off the board for Mike T. Going to the Jets at four, Mel, how close are he and Drake London? You got you got Drake going to the Jets in the same spot in in the latest mock. Mel, what do you think? 
Two different players. Uh, you like one the, you know, because of what you want to do. A Garrett Wilson who can run the route tree, certainly his explosion. The way he the burst out of his break, I'm sure Mike saw that, is, is outstanding. He ran phenomenally well. Uh, you know, London is coming off of an injury, and he's a power forward. He's contested catches. He's that red zone threat. Uh, he's not necessarily Mike Evans, but he's close enough. But uh, I think they're two different style, two different, completely different types of receivers. Why did you go Garrett Wilson ahead of Drake London? In Mike T. Uh, similar for what Mel said, which is I just think Wilson's play speed and tempo is what the Jets need. They don't need a power forward. They need a guy that can make dynamic plays. And just watching Wilson, I was so impressed with his ability to make people miss. You know, he's probably not as big as a guy like Justin Jefferson, but I just think he'll be extremely productive because he runs great routes. He has great hands. He can make you miss. I just think he checks every box and I think sometimes like we overthink it and guy had two drops last year. So I think you get him and you're the Jets. You got that front line difference making receiver that they desperately need. Yeah, Max, I'm going to go ahead and make it unanimous with this one. I love the pick of Garrett Wilson and talking to people in NFL circles. Some people said that he was the best athlete at the combine, regardless of position. That's the kind of athleticism that Garrett Wilson is bringing to the table. And if you're the New York Jets, this guy's going to help you answer the question of whether or not you got a franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson. You have to have a true number one receiver. They didn't have that last year. They just had had a wide receiver by committee approach with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, Braxton Barrios, Keelan Cole. None of those guys can dictate front and coverage. I think Garrett Wilson can develop into a player that can do that. They got If they get Garrett Wilson, guys, and they got Becton, and they got Lakin Tomlinson, and they got Vera Tucker, and they drafted a, like you know at a certain point – you know, Zach Wilson, we got to get some answers sooner than later if they come in loaded. A, uh, Kenny Pickett to the Panthers at six for Mike T. Mel, you didn't have a quarterback in your top ten. Uh, Mike, why Pickett at six? Because if I'm Matt Rule, I'm sitting there, guy, saying, who gives us the best chance to win this year? Is it Sam Darnold? Do we re-sign Cam Newton? To me, Kenny Pickett, and I go back to one thing, 49 career starts. He was coached by Mark Whipple. I'm not saying that Kane Pickett is going to be this transformational player. He may wind up being Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, now makes $35 million a year, and he's not a great quarterback either, but he's a good quarterback. And to me, if I'm the Panthers, Kenny Pickett stabilizes the position. He's solid. He's mature. And to me, if I'm Matt Rule, I have a better chance to win games this year with him over Sam Darnold. Mel, what do you think? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I see what Mike's saying. I compared him to Derek Carr. You say, well, why don't you have him in the top ten then if you compare him to Derek Carr? Comps are best-case scenario, as Mike says. We always, if we like a guy, we give a comp that makes him project to be a really good player. And I think I see a little Derek Carr in Kenny Pickett, but I also have him ranked as the 18th, 19th best player in this draft. So six is rich for me. To what Mike said, he's going to be 24 years of age when he starts his NFL career. He's got 49 career starts. He is, as they say, NFL-ready, more so than Malik Willis is. And Matt Rule does have to win this year, but you're, you're expecting a lot from a rookie quarterback um, when you say this team has to win. Now, they were 3-0 and with Sam Darnold when Sam had Christian McCaffrey. And that offensive line was horrible. And they've made additions to that offensive line they'll make more in this draft so I think Sam got a, a rough go last year and I understand the criticism of Sam based on what happened with the Jets and last year but uh, you know I think he's he, he uh, to me he would give him a better chance to win this year than a rookie quarterback and then you get into next year the quarterback class is going to be 
phenomenal. So if you take the quarterback this year and you're picking high next year, is the guy next year a little bit better? I'm talking about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, Young from Alabama, Stroud from Ohio State. So it's going to be fun and fascinating to see what Carolina, what Atlanta, what Seattle does in that top ten. Yeah, I'm not opposed to Carolina taking a quarterback here, but this can't be a Matt Rule decision. This has to be an organizational decision. And with that, I'd have to go with Malik Willis because he has more dominant traits than Kenny Pickett. If I'm taking a quarterback in the top ten, I want the guy with the big arm. I want the guy with the movement skills to make those off-schedule plays, those second reaction plays. That's what today's NFL is all about, given the rules that we've seen. And I'll tell you from experience – Playing over a decade in the National Football League, when you got a quarterback that can move the way that Malik Willis can move, that's hell in terms of trying to game plan for. With Kenny Pickett, I know exactly where he's going to be. Malik Willis got a big arm, too. Every year we hear, not every year, but every year there's a soft class. Oh, there's not going to be a quarterback in the time. And every 2017 year. was that same year, Max, when Mitch Trubisky went second Teams overall. That was a soft up. class, Teams but it only had Deshaun up. Watson and Pat Mahomes. Both you guys have Malik Willis going to the Steelers at 20. Mel, you think Pittsburgh might have to trade up to the top 10 to get Malik Willis. I hope you're right. I want the Giants to trade down that seven yes. pick. Mike, you agree? <laughs> I don't think so. And here's why. I like Malik Willis, but I like him sitting for a year. I saw the value in my career when quarterbacks sat, most notably Chad Pennington, came in and had a really good career. Malik Willis is super intriguing to me. He's built like a running back. Um, to Chris's point, not only can he make you miss, but he will bl- break a lot of tackles. But he did play at Liberty. And to me, I think Trubisky is your ideal bridge quarterback. Have Willis come in, great coaching staff in Pittsburgh then let him hit the ground running a year from now. So I don't want to put Malik Willis out there and put him in a position to fail. I'd rather have him sit, and that gives him a much better platform to have a great career. Mel? Yeah, I'm home sat for a year, um, and Trey Lance uh, was watching behind Jimmy G, got some time as a situational quarterback, and obviously played some. But you think about Matt Flynn. He was brought in to be the quarterback in, in uh, Seattle from Green Bay when they drafted Russell Wilson, and that quarterback that they thought was going to be the guy wasn't. It was the rookie. And you look at A.J. McCarron, was brought to Buffalo, said he could wait a little bit on Josh Allen. That didn't happen. So sometimes you, you might think you're going to sit, watch, and learn, and you don't. I'm with Mike. That I think Malik Willis does need some time. But on talent, and I'm with Chris on this, on talent, uh, he He's through the roof, and he's a great, great kid. All, uh, character on a scale of 1 to 10 is probably a 20. So Mike, if I'm going to roll the dice, uh, I would think that uh, Willis could be a Seattle Seahawk. That would make the most sense to me in the top 10 for Malik Willis. Mike Tannenbaum and Mel Kuyper Jr., excellent stuff as always, guys. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. There's a real MVP race in the NBA. All year we've been tracking it. KD was out too much, and LeBron's team didn't do anything. And so it's shaped up pretty early. I thought after about two weeks of this season, it was pretty obvious Joel Embiid would be right there. And he's mm-hmm. been right there all year. Jokic also been right there. He just won the MVP. He doesn't look as cool as Joel Embiid we making stop his moves. That. No, that's not true. But no, it, he does look cool. He looks really cool. His, actual, his versatility. No, but I feel like people keep saying that, and that's not true. He does Jay, look as there cool. Are times, there are times like with touch passes where he looks super cool, right? There are other times where, where, where Jokic, the dribble comes up a little bit high. It's effective, but— Dude, the, the game is not, it's filthy. Minute, what are you Max, talking I don't know, about? I don't know about that, Max. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are some passes that Jokic makes. Come on, like, they're unbelievable. There was a I started by saying that. That, game, that, that game no winner. Pass it, yeah, uh, it, it, like, listen, it, this is, I'm not going to die on that because, hill. It's not my fight, really. I know it's not your It's only a pass that he can make. Of how it's we label I usually, but, but there is that out there, and I understand what people mean. Embiid looks good doing it. So does Jokic in a different way. All right, the point is this. He just won one. Maybe it's Embiid's time, right? Except Jokic is still keeping that up, leading the league in PER. Again, better than last year when he set the all-time record. You know who's second in PER? Giannis, who's won two MVPs in a finals MVP and just blocked Joel Embiid at the end of a game to put the Bucks ahead of the Sixers. I mean, guys, Giannis is right in the middle of this thing. Jay, who's the MVP in the NBA if it ended today? It's Jokic. I mean, 19 triple doubles. That's more than 19 NBA teams combined. Leads the NBA and NPR. And I give you the most basic analogy here. The Los Angeles Lakers have played a lot this year without Anthony Davis. Where are they finishing right now? They may not make the damn play-in tournament. Now you take that and translate it to the Denver Nuggets. They've been playing without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter the whole year. And they are in six. And by the way, with their last seven or eight games, they, they could finish fourth. Yeah. They could finish fourth. What about Giannis, though? I have Giannis second. I have, I have Jokic first. Giannis second right now. Joel could Giannis third. move into your Top position. Yes, because he's a lot more feature games down the stretch, and you have four teams that are a game and a half within each other for as a race to the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Chris Canty, who's the MVP in the NBA? I'm going with Joel Embiid, but I will acknowledge that it's really close between him and Jokic. The reason why Giannis, to me, is disqualified is because he's got a much better supporting cast than either Hold of the on, two. Don't he do had that. 40 and 40. Wait, what? No, no, that's for, not the point. What, what why penalize about? him for being on a good team? I, I, I'm not penalizing him for being on a good team, but I'm just saying when it comes to the most valuable player, uh, I mean, if you take this guy off that team, what does their season look like? Right not, now, Philadelphia is going to be that a That did top. kill Ja. Philadelphia that is going to be job. a top four team so, in the tougher of the So then Michael the Jordan should never won MVPs. That's no, what I'm not saying, saying that, man. Because he played for the best team it. and he's the best player. He should never won MVPs. It is time for Choose Your Own Adventure. You produce the show. What should we talk about? What's the adventure today, Max? Well, Sean McVay is all of us. Got 19%. Wait, what does that refer to? I don't know what that means. What does that refer to? 
uh, Evan. Sean McVay is all of us. 19% of the people voted on that. Uh, they isn't understand that, more than I do. Isn't that about Sean McVay wanting Tom Brady to be out of the NFL? Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, NBA MVP race, 22.8%. Ursay going at Carson Wentz. 25.5%, but the Lakers out of the play and runs away 32.6%. Basketball finally won one. This is the first time <laughs> basketball's won one. There so you, you wanted us to talk about the Lakers. Here is Jay Will from earlier on the show talking about Westbrook. We need to stop putting all the onus like, hey, Russell, every day it's your fart because right now it's part of the Russell Westbrook reality TV show that L.A. we become infatuated with because it's drama. It's a car crash every day. Every day, it's your fart. It's your fart every day. Did I say your fart? Every day, it's your fart. It's your fart every day. I don't know. That sounds like that was Every day, it's your fart. Yeah, I don't know. Is he saying fault or fart? I think he's trying to say fault, but you cut it off. Every day, it's your fart. Yeah, it sounds like you cut it off. I did not edit that. Let's listen to the full again, James. We need to stop putting all the onus. unedited. Like, hey, Russell, every day, it's your fart. Because right now, it's part of the Russell Westbrook reality team. I mean, Every I day, it's your fart. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. might be a skid well. mark right there, Jay. Every day, it's your fart. You know, when you when it perks it, you go, Every day, it's your fart. Well done, Evan. Jay had a little too much confidence in what he said. That had to be our first segment. I think that was our 6 a.m. segment. It was. I was trying to say something. It was about 6.07, and I. Yeah, you farted and just realized it. Every day is yours. I thought it was someone else's. What that smell I've been lingering around the studio for the past four hours? <laughs> upper lip is what it is. So what does Mike Tomlin think about that joke, by the way? Every day it's your fart. Oh, oh those are great so drops. Oh, great. We, yes, we had, we, oh, we had a great time great today. Drops. Like when this happened. Well, Every day it's your fart. Where's were the you last trying to track? Throw it? Were you, were you yeah, I was trying to do that with the last track. We'll try it again. Watch it. Like when this happened. <laughs> oh, nope, I got it wrong nope. again. We're going uh, to have James, to do this again. What's going on, James? Ugh. Like when this happened. I literally don't know what you want me to play. Uh, well, James, the idea was every day it's your fart followed by okay, the laugh right, track. Right, right, that's what he did. Again. No, yeah, he just played the laugh track. track. I mean, you didn't like it. Yeah, the first time he did. He did, did it. Yeah. He, he did? did? It was just yeah. a little yeah. delay. Well, maybe every day it's my fart. <laughs> every day it's your fart. It's your fart. There it is. Yay. Yay. We did it. It sounds like I'm talking to my son, Zane. Like I said, my son connected. My son, Zane. and son. Every day, it's your fart. Damn Russell Westbrook at the post-game presser. The fans have voted on this. we got to talk about Russell it. Russell Wilson? I said Westbrook. Oh. Every day, it's your Every fart. day, it's your fart. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to get old. That's not going to get Russell Westbrook, Lakers soon. guard at the post-game presser. What do you think should change? Winning. Be dumping. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm-hmm. Ask, if you ask a question, I give you an answer. That's fine. You got to answer the winning? Do you have to answer the winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm... You give me the answer what you think should be. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I don't have to answer it. You know, exactly. If so, you don't have it, you out there, I so can't have it either. You ask me think I have an answer. You don't have it either. Well, maybe. but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give only it one to person, champ. Right. It's a team okay. game. Right. So I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. I may mean, have it. I don't have it. So good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game, yeah, yeah. what you guys, what you think you can do to make it your point, yeah. their point, everybody's point. Sure. That's what I'm asking. No, I really, I really okay. respect that. All right. Well, 
<laughs> Russell Wilson, and apparently the reporter and Russell Wilson. So, no, no, are okay Russell and Westbrook. So, I said Wilson again. Russell Westbrook. Did you take a class? Did he put from it in my Russell class? Wilson on how to handle post game press conferences yeah. when you have disappointing losses? Because I get tired of hearing Russ at the podium challenging reporters, attacking the fan base, all of these different things, saying that he's good. I don't take this stuff home with me. All of that stuff is irrelevant to what we're seeing on the court, which is his lack of productivity and his lack of this team, lack of being able to impact this team in a positive way. I don't understand why Russ doesn't have more awareness about the situation, Jay. I don't. This team has fallen far short of the expectations that all Lakers fans have for him this year. And they seemingly have no answer how to get this thing fixed. Just at least acknowledge that, you know what? I've got to be better in these situations. I, I, even there, if that's not the truth, even happens, if it's more about roster on, construction, all these other reasons. But, CeCe, what happens is there is a, there's a tendency by media to follow the car accident, to follow the pile up, right, to rubberneck it because it creates hype. It creates hysteria. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Russell Westbrook not owning it because he should own it. But my thing, though, is it, it just it, it, it turns into everything is Russell's fault. What can you do to help the team win better? Well, I'm not the one who constructed the roster. But, but here's the thing, Jay, and I'll say this. If Russell Westbrook says, I have to be better, and leaves it at that. But he has said that before. And you know what happens when Russell Westbrook does answer these questions the right way? It doesn't get any traction. We never hear about Russell Westbrook answering the questions the right way, do we? But, but we only the, hear but, about the car accident when it happens because he's been asked the same question all the time. But that's the thing about it, though, Jay. Like that, that's a part of what comes along with the paycheck. The scrutiny, and you have to deal with it the right way as much as you possibly can. You have to try to shut the conversation down or at least steer the conversation in a way that you're comfortable with. And Russ too often has these missteps, and he's been in the league way too long for all of these things to be popping up. Yeah, I just laugh because now we're talking about Russell's missteps and we're talking about Russell Westbrook's legacy, and we're not talking about the fact that the Lakers aren't going to make the play-in tournament. Like, that's, that's what happens, right? Well, except the Russell Westbrook was brought in. He was traded for in case but they were missing guys to try to at least win some games. Let's talk about that. That's fine. Let's talk it, about on the court Russell's, why it isn't working. But here's what I'll say. The re- I don't think Westbrook is the biggest reason it isn't working. It, it's Anthony Davis, street clothes. That's the yeah, biggest reason it isn't clothes. working. That's a real Lakers fan. Call him street clothes. Can't even call him AD. Man. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, Chris Canty. No lies Great told. to have you this week, brother. Appreciate you. We're back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.